welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Marla and Craig and Chris and Dennis. Today we will be talking about when knowledge went north. Interesting. Last week we had Sensei on. We're talking about emptiness from a Zen Buddhist perspective. And uh, today we're going to be talking about emptiness from Chomps' perspective. So um, I think we're going to have some things today that are going to shine a little different light on emptiness than what uh, we talked about last week. So I think this is going to be really good. Any announcements, Marla, that we need before we start? Uh, just our, our 9 p.m. Eastern online meeting of Alcoholics Anonymous. You can find that at uh, zoomaameetings.com. I'll put I'll have that link in the notes. I will have the link to our private Facebook group in the notes. I will have link to Sensei's book in the notes. I have all kinds of links in the notes. Check check out the notes for this episode. Marla, will you read for us, ma'am? I'd be happy to. <clears throat> when knowledge went north. Knowledge wandered north, looking for Tao over the dark sea and up the invisible mountain. There on the mountain, he met non-doing, the speechless one. He inquired, please inform me, sir, by what system of thought and what technique of meditation I can apprehend Tao. By what renunciation or what solitary retirement may I rest in Tao? Where must I start? What road must I follow to reach Tao? Such were his three questions. Non-doing, the speechless one, made no reply. Not only that, he did not even know how to reply. Knowledge swung south to the bright sea and climbed the luminous mountain called Doubt's End. Here he met, act on impulse, inspired prophet, and asked the same questions. Ah, cried the inspired one, I have the answers and I will reveal them. But just as he was about to tell everything, he forgot all he had in mind. Knowledge got no reply. So knowledge went at last to the palace of Emperor T and asked his questions of T. T replied, to exercise no thought and follow no way of meditation is the first step towards toward understanding Tao, to dwell nowhere and rest in nothing is the first step towards resting in Tao, to start from nowhere and follow no road is the first step toward attaining Tao. Knowledge replied, you know this and now I know it, but the other two, they did not know it. What about that? Who is right? T replied, only non-doing the speechless one was perfectly right. He did not know. Act on impulse, the inspired prophet only seemed right because he had forgotten. As for us, we come nowhere near being right since we have the answers. 
For he who knows does not speak. He who speaks does not know. And the wise man gives instruction without the use of speech. The story got back to Act on Impulse, who agreed with T's way of putting it. It is not reported that non-doing ever heard of the matter or made any comment. So you're right, it is all about nothing or being empty, non-doing. Non-doing. Detachment. Unlearning. Comments, guys? Well, everybody want to be the not knowing now. (laughs) Well, that's from the 56th verse of the Tao Te Ching. Those who know don't talk, and those who talk don't know. Close your mouth, block off your senses, blunt your sharpness, untie the knot, soften your glare, settle your dust. This is primal identity. Be like the Tao. It can't be approached or withdrawn from, benefited or harmed, honored or brought into disgrace. It gives itself up continually. That is why it endures. Well, this is exactly that. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> and I don't think it's, if someone comes to you and asks you how to do something and you don't tell them and you know how to do that, I don't think that's what it's talking about. No, I don't either. You know, it's, I mean, this is, par- it's paradoxical. The whole, this whole idea is, um, I, I think one thing that it, and, and this is finding emptiness, really. For me, it would be finding, uh, and this is knowledge that's going and looking for this. So it's not someone who knows nothing. It is knowledge. Knowledge is out looking to find the way of the Tao. So by that alone, we know the way of the Tao is not in the next book we think we need to buy. Mm-mm. Or the next YouTube video that's going to teach us about how to be empty. Um, I think that means there's no knowledge in the doubt. Or, it, I mean, I know it, this is about living right. You know, you can, uh, you can do, you can teach people how to do the right thing just by acting the right way. You don't have to say anything. But does this, if knowledge is looking for the Tao? That means the Tao doesn't have any knowledge, doesn't it? Or my that that so you're supposed that's to. That's been my experience. Now, I, I think one hint toward this, Marla, is how we approach recovery. We approach recovery from a no knowledge point of view. Yeah, we're talking about that. Yeah, because when someone comes and they say, "Well, how do you get sober?" You don't tell. Well, you might tell them to go buy a big book but or some other book of you know like a like what i do is i tell them to buy buy a big book and buy 12 and 12 but that's just for reference only what really gets them sober is listening to the experience of others getting sober that's the part that works even actually the book the point of writing the big book was to give to people who did not have meetings to go to 
at first it was a way to get people sober before meetings were in an area. They're all the stories in the back of the book are for that reason. They're all people's experience with getting sober. So the book is meant to be the experience of the first hundred that got sober, sharing that experience with other people. So it wasn't a book of knowledge. It was a book of experience. Uh, Definitely a difference. Yeah. So I think that for me, that hint, that leads me to the idea that what I'm looking for is not in my intelligence or my education. Although those things could be good fingers that point me to what I'm looking for. You know, like we're talking about the finger pointing at the moon. You know, it's, it's not the finger. You know, the finger is not. <laughs> it, all those things are things pointing us in the direction of the Tao, not the Tao. Y'all interrupt me if you have any comments, guys. I'm just going to keep talking if not. There's a quote that Sensei actually had from his book, and he's quoting, it's an old Zen saying, and I can't find the say who it actually, um, who, who this is a quote of. It says, when you speak, it is quiet. When you're quiet, it speaks. When you move, it is still. When you are still, it moves. If you sit still enough for long enough, everything else begins to move. That is the nothingness. Also, right, we're talking about beyond form here. And when it's beyond form, there's no knowledge that can conceive it. So uh, so, so that kind of speaks to me. And that, and that, uh, that again, is, is me trying to, to intellect something that isn't there, right? Intellect nothing. And, and I actually found a quote... Um, a, a quote that is made by Hafiz, and this is in uh, in in Dr. Wayne Dyer's version. Uh, Hafiz, he he was there many centuries after the death of Lao Tzu, but it says it, it it sounds like this: If you think the truth can be known from words, if you think that the sun and the ocean can pass through that tiny opening called the mouth, oh, someone should start laughing. Someone should start wildly laughing now. Yeah, that, that means we cannot put it into words, those things, right? So, so you cannot, the, 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 the mind cannot conceive it. I'm reading a book called The Golden Age of Zen, The Foundation of Zen Philosophy. It's a real page turner. <laughs> it's by John Wu. Okay, but it's got all of the old Zen patriarchs and what they taught. So this is the kind of things they taught back in the 7, 8, 900 AD. And I, I've got a couple of lines here I want to read. Um, if this is uh, one of the patriarchs. Uh, he says, followers of the Tao do not take the Buddha for the ultimate. As I look at him, he is still like the hole in the privy. As to the... Uh, Virtuous ones, do not deceive yourselves. I care nothing for your expertise in a, in interpreting the sutras and for your high positions in the world or for your flowing eloquence or for your intelligence and wisdom. Only care for your true and authentic insight and genuine perception. 
followers of the Tao, even if you were able to expound a hundred sutras, you would still be no match for a simple and humble monk with no concern for anything. (laughs) (laughs) That is the nothingness we're talking about, right? Yep, exactly. I read this a couple of days ago and I was like, wow, I said, that's exactly what I needed for, for Thursday. There are tons of quotes like that in here. He, 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 we're fixing to read a book called ashes on the Buddha. Uh, It's a, it's a book about someone walked into the, the Zendo and was smoking a cigarette and put ashes on the Buddha and everybody freaked out, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and they're saying, it's nothing sacred. It's not about the statue. <laughs> you know, that that's just a finger pointing at what's sacred. That's so, good. That is good. You know, it says here that non-doing made no reply, that he did not even know how to reply. It didn't say he didn't know. He just said he didn't know how to reply. He didn't have a voice, right? Hold on. I don't I don't know if he maybe he I would assume he could reply. No, he was the speechless one. Mm. Yeah, but he chose not to speak. Oh. Are you sure? I think so. Or why would knowledge go and ask him if he was not able to there, there on the mountain, he met non-doing, the speechless one. So he's looking for non-doing, who doesn't speak. Yeah, so I think he had the ability to speak if he wanted to speak. Uh, no, we're not. On. Or he wouldn't have he asked the reply. questions, you know. He didn't know how to reply, so he had to be, he must have been speechless. Maybe he went there, asked, well, maybe he went there with the expectation of him showing him how to do what he was asking. He wouldn't have made the trip if he didn't think that he could show him some way. I wouldn't think, but regardless, and it's interesting how knowledge was looking for three things, the technique Mm. of meditation. (laughs) Give me the formula, right? And uh, what renunciation or what solitary retirement May I read in other words, what you know, what what do I need to vow? What do I need to, you know, how do I, I give know? up? It's like what do I yeah. need to give up mm. to get to this? And then where must I start? What road must I follow? He's great. asking all the right questions. All great questions. Yeah. So we talk about the spe- speechless one, but then knowledge swings south to the bright sea. Then the luminous mountain called Doubt's End. Doubt's End. So that means he's approaching it with a bit of doubt. Is that how you read that? Or this is the mountain where you get rid of all doubt? Mm-hmm. Okay. The end of doubt. Okay. Okay. All right. And there he meets Act on Impulse. And what's Act on Impulse doing with on, on doubt, on doubt's end, on Luminous Mountain? He met Craig. <laughs> he met Act on Impulse. It's like a cartoon, my kid. Reminded me of Craig. Yeah, I know how to do it. I'll show you how to do it. You know. Yeah, that's me. 
Yeah. yeah <laughs> just, just come on, come on I'll, I'll show you how to do it. <laughs> and of course, he forgot <laughs> before he could show him. I will show you everything, and then he forgot it all. Yeah, what's that about? Well, he was acting on impulse. So if you're acting on impulse, then all of a sudden another impulse comes in, and then you forget about it. Oh, okay. Thank you. Right. I, I was with Marla. I had no idea why that, what that was. Okay, that makes sense. I have the answers, and I will reveal them. Yeah. But he forgot to put all they were because another thought came into his mind. So then he goes down to Emperor T. And Who he gives him the answers. answers. Right? Do what? He gives him the answers. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. This doesn't say he do, you don't meditate. You follow no way of meditation. That's pretty close to Zen meditation, really. It's just sitting. Exactly. That's what, that's what I'm. That's why I'm very attracted to that. Because all it is is just sitting. There's no agenda. There's nothing to acquire. You already have everything. You're just not aware of it. You know, you have it all. There's nothing to get. Mm. You know, you're just sitting. That, that pretty much describes sin, the, the last of that uh, stanza. Yeah. And then dwell nowhere and rest in nothing. Doesn't say you don't rest or, or dwell. No attachment. No and attachment. That's right. what I yeah. take it to mean. You, yeah. you have yeah. no attachment to these things that you are, that you, I don't know if you need them or. Yeah. And then he says, start from nowhere and follow no road because you're already there. Mm -hmm. You just don't know it. I had another quote I was going to. This was another one of these uh, Yun Mon, Yun. Yeah, Yun Min, one, another one of these uh, Zen masters, he said, uh, I am put under the necessity of speaking before you and thereby sowing seeds of confusion in your mind. <laughs> I have to speak, so I'm confusing you with every word because what you're looking for is not in what I'm saying. Yeah, you know, every word he's saying is, is confusion. It was each of us carries a light within him, but when it is looked at, it is turned into darkness. Oh, here it goes. Before your eyes lies no other road. There's only one road, not many roads, is what he what he said. This one, this road is leads to everyone's own self. This is not only the one goal, but also the one road for the simple reason there is no road to lead you to the self outside of itself. There's nowhere to go. You're already there. Mm -hmm. I just read this this morning and I was like, wow, that's perfect. There's, there's nowhere else to look for yourself, but within yourself. Yeah. You can't find it in self-help books. No matter you how many of them I've read. You know, you look at the map and you're looking at where are you? You yeah. are here. I mean, it's all, you're already there. It's interesting that uh, knowledge wanted to know who was right. He wanted someone to be wrong. Someone to be right. <laughs> Chris? 
I'm sitting here wondering why I keep thinking of uh, that uh, you can't, there's no single path, the path that's everywhere. Is that what we're saying? It's, um, you know, to, to um, rest nowhere, dwell nowhere means to dwell everywhere. That there's nothing to attain, Chris. We keep looking, thinking all these, if we learn this thing or, or if you're looking at, if you just look at it purely from a monetary standpoint, where I used to think if I got this, I would be happy or this or this thing or that. And none of those things changed anything. You know, it didn't make me happy because I was still me. So looking outward for satisfaction and contentment never worked. So that's just one example of how, you know, we think that once we gain this and gain, you know, once I have this or have, are married, have children or grandchildren, whatever it is, we're going to feel different. Well, we don't because we're still us unless we turn that light around and start the journey within, which is what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So as long as we're looking outside of the hula hoop, outside of us for what we're looking for, we're not going to find it because it's not there. What's the story Todd uh, W. was telling me this morning where they were going to hide the treasure and they said, well, hide it on the mountain. Or You tell that story, don't you, Dennis? I think. Yes, that is actually from Joe and Charlie. Tell, tell they us. Say, tell um, it's these th three wise men that has uh, gotten the, the key to internal happiness. And uh, the first one saying, we've we got to hide this away from people, otherwise they're going to abuse it. Uh, so the first one say, hey, we're going to hide it up in the highest mountain. Uh, I'm sure that's a safe place. And two others saying, no, no, I know human beings, they're going to search, they're going to look, and eventually they will find it. The second one, he says, no, 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 okay, let's, let's hide it down deep down in the deepest sea. I'll never find it there. And the two others go, no, well, people, they're smart. They're going to search, they're going to look, and eventually they're going to find it. And um, the third wise man says, we, we're going to hide it inside of themselves and they'll never find it there. <laughs> now is that. I, I like that. There's another one that, that I got reminded of when you, was, when you were talking, buddy, was uh, we can, you, you can pack a donkey with, with all the spiritual readings. In the end of the day, it's still just going to be a donkey. Right, and, and and that was kind of to what Buddy was saying. We always think that somewhere in the future, that's where we're gonna. We, we there's an end result, and we're not there. The ego always want to tell us we're not there. <laughs> there's always something else, yeah. right? But, but but it's really in this moment that 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 everything is, and that's that's pretty that's pretty cool. Right, in in this time moment, man, you you can you can you can unlock everything if you're capable of it. Does that address what you were talking, Chris, or? Sort of, sort of, yeah. But, I, you know, I'm still uh, uh, thinking that Tao is nowhere but everywhere. That's everything. It, it's the whole, it's it's not just the things, it's, it's the whole, it's everything. So there's nowhere to go. 
Mm -hmm. Right. But yet it's so it's unknowable. Uh, it's unknowable from our intellect. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But you can feel I it think, in your heart. I think it's knowable intuitively. It's that mm -hmm. for me, it's that intuitive peace that I get when I help someone with no motive. Mm -hmm. mm, that's pretty good. Have y'all experienced that where you just, you just have that peace and joy that you get from just doing the next right thing, whatever that is. And it's usually something that doesn't appear to, you know, really benefit you some way monetarily or, or mm -hmm. some other way, you know, that you could, it wouldn't be something I used to would have done before. <laughs> I share something. I don't tell, I don't share this with anybody, but for, there's a, a woman who lives a mile from me who can't, who lives in a wheelchair. She can't take out her garbage. So every Monday I go and take her garbage out for her. Yeah. And you know, nobody has to know. Nobody knows mm -hmm. that day. She can't do it. Mm -hmm. And that, that's the beautiful of it. The, 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 the thing is, the unselfishness is, is not in the act itself, but that you don't share it with others and is vitally important. Because sometimes when we, we, we want to we wanna show how good we are, right? Hey, I did this. And that, that takes away that thing that body just, just talked about, that feeling that this is the right thing. And I don't need to tell anybody about it. It's like the person taking a photograph of them, giving money to somebody on the streets. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's like the promises as well, because the promises says when, when, we, when we cease fighting everything in there and anything, even alcohol, and then it goes on to say we'll intuitively know how to handle things that we could never do before, we could never handle for ourselves. And I think that's that's important for myself to remember as well. As, as, as long as I'm trying to control things, as long as I'm trying to do things for myself rather than hand it over to God and let Him take care of it. If I can stop interfering and just do intuitively mm. the next right thing, then it usually works out a lot better than than Craig's way of doing it. I am definitely act on impulse, <laughs> and if you do come and see me, you need to bring your own. You need to bring your own bill money. <laughs> <laughs> I am Craig. One day we'll come to Scotland, and I'm going to come to see you. I think you should. I think you should all come over. We we could do a day meeting from my house, mm. and I will just one. I, I'm going to travel all the way over there for one fucking meeting. Yeah, that's, you get you get 45 minutes, Marla. That's it. That's all you need. It's no, no, an hour plane ride, man. No, I I I, I do the full hour, Dennis. Hmm? I, insi I insist on the full hour. <laughs> on the what? On the full hour, not 45 minutes, you get the full oh, hour. full hour, okay. Yeah, so full hour. Often, I thought you were talking about something edible. I couldn't get your... Hour? Filala, what is that? No, I get it. Anything else, guys? This is good. Um, yeah, there's something else I'd like to share here, too. This reminds me of a, back when I was 
with the early stages of struggling with the higher concept of higher power, I asked somebody in a meeting, there were a couple of people that were very eloquent about their Christianity, and I just um, asked them what their path to their higher power was. And it was very, there was just total silence. Uh, they couldn't explain how they got there, but they had the, they had the faith. And I think that, was, for me, was a turning point as to how I think of the higher power. Cool. Yeah, you, you know, Chris, I have to be open, too. Some people call that God or, or higher power or the Tao, which is the path, you know. So I just look at them all as being the same. Uh, so whatever we call it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter to me. I have to give people liberty and room to figure those things out for themselves. You know, that they don't have to agree with me or think about it the same way I do. At this point, it's become the collective of all of us, this uh, spiritual oneness that we don't see or understand or comprehend. Back to that thinking again, you know. But sometimes we can know it, and then we learn to be it, you know. So, yeah, the thing I took away from it was that it's sort of uh, foolish to uh, hunt to to seek it. Actually, um, you have to hope, be open to it, but not seek it. What I think happens is when we, if if God is love then God is a verb. God's an action. God's not a noun, if God is love. So if that's the case, when I show you kindness, I show when I show you love, then I'm showing you God. So the more I do that, the more I start seeing that in my life. That's how it seems to happen for me. So it's not that I have to start trying to figure out who God is. I just need to start loving people. I need to start helping people. I need to, and that can start with me. If I hate people, start with praying for people I don't like. Because those are the people I really need to love, you know? So I start praying. I was just saying thank you for that. (laughs) No, Dennis, I don't have to pray for you. I'm good. Uh, because I have people I don't like. I show my ass at times still. You know, I had to I had to make an amend earlier this week. I showed my behind and shouldn't have done it. And I'm having to pray for those folks. I woke up thinking about it this morning. And I when I sat down to do I started praying for them before I got out of bed. I knew what to do. Actually, you have set your you have set your mark in Cartersville. You were quote, quoted here a couple of days ago, and it is actually among what we're talking about right now. When it comes to not liking people, you said a thing you have said there that, that got stuck. It was Kenny that was that was talking about it. He said, "Well, if I can just let ten people be wrong today without me adjusting them." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's funny. That's the, that's a great work. Let me yeah. just let 10 people be wrong. Because I always tell my wife, 
we can keep doing it your way or, or we can do it the right way. <laughs> that, that I'm sure that goes over well, Dennis. Yeah, that doesn't go nowhere, no. <laughs> well, I'm sure you get the double. Yeah. yeah, I do, I do. That must be up there with when, when she when she goes off in one, when you tell her that she's overreacting. I bet she calms right down, doesn't she? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've got that. I've, I've got that saying about give ten people, give ten people the right to be wrong, mm. written down in my twelve and twelve. Mm. No, I, I actually we have. I had a profound thing today with with Bernie. Um, she she has this online uh, marketing thing where we she sells stuff online, and I was supposed to pack a pair of shoes for her and send them. And I saw the pictures of it, and I was sure I packed the right thing in. Uh, she wanted me to reopen the pack again so I could show her that it was the right shoe. She thought she was afraid. And uh, and I, I got upset. I don't want to do that. I know I have the right ones, but I did it. I took it out and I did it for her. And then I realized that she, she just came from a place of fear. And then thinking of that, whenever I come from a place of fear, it doesn't exist. It's not the truth. But this time I just had to accept it that she, she came from that point off and, uh, and, and, and I had to see, okay, what can I do differently next time? I can just take a picture of it before I send it, right? So what can I learn and do my part of it and not have to lecture her about, hey, this is, this, you're coming from, uh, from some, from, from fear. And, and that's not anything that, that I want to spend my life in. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting. So, so that was profound. And I realized that fear really don't exist. Not even if you get attacked by a bear, then you're acting by intuition, not, not out of fear. So, um, intuitively though, you'd be. Yes, but that's on intuition. It's, it's a survival instinct that you have. It's not real fear because fear is always in the, in the future somewhere. Right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, that is different. Yes, it is. It's really an, an intuitive uh, reaction that you have, survival instinct. So, so and I and I was just listening to a podcast a little bit about that. That we you my, my addiction is was is a survival instinct that I needed to soothe me. You know the the substances I used were to soothe me. That was my survival instinct. Mm. It sort of it kind of turn things a little bit around for me rather, you know, cause there's always self-hatred about being an addict. It was the way that I took care of myself, you know, it was just self-soothing and that's the only way you knew how at the time. It is. So, yeah. The only way I knew how to do it and, yeah. it was, you know, right at hand. It's so easy to get substances. I just, yeah. you know, I know for me, I, I like, I still at times would like to escape the moment. And I, and they escape. I escaped the moments. What I did, I, I wouldn't be in the moment. That was me. I didn't want to live with in reality. Reality was too hard for me. That was yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. This is how they responded. It's interesting too. Maybe we've got something here we haven't seen yet. Uh, T said that non-doing was perfectly right. He didn't know. Acting, act on impulse only seemed right. Uh, as for us, we come nowhere near being right since we have the answers. And he talks about the speaking and the knowing. Uh, 
the reactions, though, act on impulse, agreed, which surprised me. I thought he would have gotten mad and disagreed, but he agreed. Uh, and non-doing didn't care. Don't even know if he heard about it or made any comment. He just kept non-doing. Kept doing what he was doing to begin with. It is a, that none do and ever heard of the matter. <laughs> yeah. And it, that reminds me of taking things personally, you know, because I respond when I take things personally. One of the four agreements. Mm-hmm. Yes. Take things personally. I still do it. I still do it sometimes. And when I do, I always show sometimes my behind. It's, we're human. You know, it's hard not to, but everybody comes from their own perspective and their own judgments and their own shit. I think that's the biggest character defect I discovered about myself during this whole sobriety thing is that I'm is I'm human. You know, I'm always gonna I'm always gonna have these things crop up. I'm always gonna have the angers, the bitterness, the resentments, the fears. I'm always gonna have it. I just don't know about that, Greg. Yeah, you can reduce yeah. them. If you, you let me finish, if, if, if you let me finish, buddy. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm always going to have these until I've reached the, the level of enlightenment that you have. I'm with Craig. They're always going to pop up. Until then, I'm just going to be... Oh, I still have human. them. I'm going to be a human doing and not a human being. They're just not as bad as they were. Yeah. Yeah. But, but back to the... <laughs> Back to this reading, the very first verse of the Tao says that the Tao who that can be told is not the eternal Tao. The name that can be named is not the eternal name. Mm. So is that really the whole essence of this exercise in knowing going north? He's looking for what can't be. He's looking for something that cannot be understood. Yes. Yes, he's looking for something that can't be understood. Maybe that's maybe that's why the first one couldn't explain what it was because it wasn't it wouldn't be the eternal doubt. And he was the right one. Mm-hmm. The one was right. But you can be it. You just can't know it, though. See, that's the thing. You guys yeah, haven't talked about this already, have you? you, you I haven't just zoned out and you've talked about this before, have you? Because no, that's fine. No, but what I was going to say is like doing doing the next right thing is a purely intuitive matter. Mm-hmm. So that is, to me, living the Tao. You you intuitively do the next, the right thing, and that is always a, coming from a place of love or kindness, mm-hmm. innocence, humility. On and on. See, that's that's the doing, and it's not. I think it's like for me, why. Cognitive behavior therapy did not work in recovery for me. I could not work harder and do better. The naked mind does not work for me. I'm sorry. It just does not work. You know, me knowing why I'm an alcoholic does not help me to be sober. Uh, That's just me. That book got me banned from Facebook. For a day, <laughs> I got put in Facebook jail for a day just to get Craig tuned up because I know how much he dislikes that book. Man, I'm messing with Craig. Uh, it came up in my Facebook memories about 
Paul Churchill's book, Alcohol is Shit. It's an incredible book. So I like to I like to do some promotional work for Recovery Elevator because I work for Recovery Elevator as well. So I just and I like to kiss ass as well. So I put a post up saying, you know, and it was Paul's seventh anniversary as well. It was his seventh anniversary. So but it's still still the best book and still the best book in recovery and la di da da. And everybody in Recovery Elevator knows that I cannot stand this naked mind. It's just a book that I just do not do not get on. Buddy, don't cut this out. Right. It is the, in my experience, it's one of the most plagiarised books ever. It's just everybody else's opinions condensed into one big book and then sold off as somebody else's idea. So somebody posted a link on, on the feed to, the, to Paul Churchill's book. He says, what about this book, Craig? What do you think about this? And it's one of the guys from the Recovery Elevator group, and he posted a link to This Naked Mind. So... <laughs> I say some. I say some in the comments. Says I'm going to swim to Florida and kick you in the nuts. And the next thing, I got banned from Facebook for for inciting violence. <laughs> so, of course, the knock-on effect to that was because I upload all the posts for Transitions Daily, and I was blocked from Facebook. The Transitions Daily posts didn't post, so I had to get. My wife Louise to join Transitions Daily, and I had to post all of the readings from Transitions Daily under Louise's. So I've got sponsors text me saying, "Look, Facebook is your new sponsor." Craig, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, but you know that whole idea of working harder, doing better, Chris, is that knowledge for me. That's the knowledge approach. That's what knowledge is looking for. Knowledge is saying. How can I do this? And if, if you're looking at it from a sobriety standpoint, I can say, well, you just got to surrender. Well, how do you surrender? What do you do? You mean you just stop trying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just go help somebody. You say, oh, I can't do that. I, what about me? That's what knowledge does. Mm-hmm. I, I read this little thing. A lot of people think those of us who follow the dial are a bunch of do-nothing lazy asses. They just don't understand the Tao. You know, they don't understand what effortless effort is effort. It is work. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not Mm. what that, that, that's a knowledge approach. That's a head knowledge approach to the Tao. What that is. Yeah, exactly. Right. Most people don't understand that it's not a head. It's not. It's not to be intellectualized. That's kind of what we're doing, you know. When we sit around here talking about it, you know, I like I like those old Zen masters though that say, "Hey, every word we put with this is is just confusing you more." <laughs> <laughs> so you're better off just going and sitting. Yes, other other. Spiritual teachers are saying intellect is not really helping your grow your spiritual growth. But get my book. It's actually a hinder for it. Yes, but get my book. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. But no, it's 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 it's. I'm I'm on body's camp with that. When when I already say that my life is unmanageable, it's also my thinking. And if that's not good, then cognitive uh, cognitive treatment is, is not something that works for me. But then it's all of that's the finger pointing at the moon, though. All of that, yeah. we, we get it confused. Mm. All of those, every book I read 
is not the, the answer. Now, if it points me to the answer, which is emptiness, which is sitting, which is, I like reading other people's experience with how they learned mm-hmm. to sit, how they learned to stay sober, whatever it is that we're talking about. But that's mm-hmm. what works is other people's experience with this, not mm-hmm. this is the magic formula. No, I think there's more magical formula in surrendering and knowing what that is to surrender, just take things as they are and just do the next right thing and then reach out to others with love. Accepting all, everything as it is. Mm. And the hardest thing with acceptance for me is, is the phrase, two, two phrases. One is the Sono where she said, thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Mm. Uh, that story, and then uh, I would not change whatever it is that's bothering me, that's aggravating mm-hmm. me, even if I could. Yeah, that's even that's probably the biggest thing that it you don't want to change. This, even that you're bothered and you're you're frustrated right now, you don't want to change that. Even if I could, yeah, even even if, if I could change could. it, I would not change it. That's good. Mm. Now that is that is. For me, that is how I approach emptiness. Mm. And just sitting with that and saying, how can I get love involved in this? Because that's what cracks that door even further is the more compassion I can get involved in whatever's going on, the more, uh, the closer I can get to emptiness, the closer I can get to peace and joy, because that's where my peace and joy is, Mm. is in my emptiness. Buddy, I hope you're able to pass your knowledge along to your grandson. I want. I hope you able. I hope you're able to do that. He's very lucky. Maybe he'll be interested. I don't know. We'll see. We don't I he was going to meditate with me the other day. I was teaching him to sit. He's like 18 months. So no, he's not even 18 months. No better time. No better time. Start them young. Yeah. You know, yes. I think if I had learned when I was a kid, how to manage, I've I've told you this before, how to manage my emotions and my thoughts better Mm -hmm. as a young kid, I would be, I maybe would not have turned to drugs, you know? I'm going to teach him to sit if he will, you know? So we'll see. First first of all, I've got, they've got to see a difference in me for sitting and sometimes they don't see it. (laughs) You know, sometimes I show my, behind you know yeah but you're human i am i'm not supposed to be i'm supposed to be uh superhuman you know that marla Um, you're close oh i wasn't 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 monday just don't just just don't encourage him, Marla. We'll never hear the end of it. I didn't get the law call to you. That's good. I stayed under that. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> no, no police were out, so that's good. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyone else got anything on this? They want to, Chris? Anything else from you, sir? Did we? Uh, did we just talk around, dance around what you wanted with your question, or did we actually? address it i think it's pretty well addressed it's something to continually think about though isn't it well that's the thing when we stop thinking about it is when we start to see it you know and what happens for me is 
I'll just know something sometime. I'm like, oh, it reminds me of on the Matrix when on the first one, when Neo was first learning everything and they asked him something, he says, I know whatever, you know, and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm sitting and I'm thinking, wow, I, I know something I didn't know. How, how did I just know that? I haven't read something that showed me that. It was just something that was that intuitive that happens from time to time. You know, as we start being open to that intuitiveness that's out there for every moment of the day, I believe. Don't you think that kind of intuitiveness comes through somebody like a musical genius, like a Mozart, a Picasso, you know, who, who start like, you know, it's how Perlman start picked up a fiddle when he was three and, you know, he's a famous international violinist Picasso, you know, picked up a paintbrush when he was eight, three or five or something like that. It would how have to be know that. Yeah. It would have to be something like that, Marla. It would yeah. have Mm. it's intuitive or it's either a reincarnation mm. in their previous. Still, life. Even if it's reincarnation, it's somewhat intuitive. There's something going on there. Sure. You know? So who knows? I know. And eventually who cares? Mm. Good. I've got to go buy me another book. On... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a book you do not have, buddy, on all this? There are a number of books that I haven't got. And I've got a library, but I've got a lot of books I don't have, Dennis, because I quit buying books on every topic because I realized the answer was not in the books. Right. There's always uh, time to read. I'm better off sitting and meditating. Oh, I have the perfect book for you. Uh, almost done <laughs> reading. Anyway. Yes, they're so funny. Like I'm that. still amazed the fact that I've just I've, I've just discovered that the big book doesn't have answers in it. It just has experience. Mm. Yeah, you didn't realize that 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 has to be the profoundest thing that I've heard today. In fact, that that mm. probably tops that probably tops the week. Mm. Huh? Yeah, that was the whole point of the book. Craig was to share the experience because they they, had, they did not have meetings, but in Akron, Ohio, and New York, that was the only place there were meetings. Yeah, I understand the basis behind the book, but I just didn't, I hadn't looked at it from, I was always looking for answers in the book. Mm-hmm. I was always, uh, that was, it's always, for the past five years on the 21st of this month, not dropping any hints or anything like that, but I've always looked to the big book for answers. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as yes. a program of recovery. That's experience. That's it. This is what we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's a book of experience. It's a it's a book of no knowledge, Chris. Well, there is there is some knowledge here. I'm sitting with the Danish version of the big book here, actually. And what I really was 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 dumbfounded about is that it didn't come to Denmark until 1989. That is 50 years later. Can you see that ego that we have there? That denial we have. We're not alcoholics. We're going to handle this on our own, okay? Is it denial or is it that you guys are all happy over there? We adopted American football before we adopted the big book. (laughs) I think that says something about how uh, we still think the earth is flat kind of deal (laughs) we we had to deal with here. 
And and but the funny thing was in in '85 they still had I think it was 95 members, and that was probably how. And and then after the book it 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 it, it, it developed to over a lot of 200 home groups or whatever. This was published in '95, so yeah. Wow, I have a lot of Danish furniture. Oh, that's you're doing good, Marla. That's normally pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, but you can't move but once with it. You got to leave it. I think it's. I think it could be, Dennis. The answer is that doesn't Carlsberg come from Denmark? Yeah, isn't Carlsberg, which is the best lager in the world, apparently. So you guys can't have a problem if you have the best alcohol in the world. We have. I've known. I have a lot of family members in that that's been in construction. Some of those guys that work for Carlsberg on a daily basis. Some of those bricklayers, they got some of the mud upstairs and they got told, just take half a bucket down. They didn't do anything. They were just drunk. A carpenter, he was lying up on, on, on the attic and he was just sleeping. Once in a while, he just took his hammer and banged it into the floor just so it sounded like he was working. They didn't do anything. They had so much money, Carlsberg, and it's huge. <laughs> yeah. Not that we endorse, not, not that we endorse any, any brand like that. But Carlsberg, Carlsberg do have the funniest adverts as well. You know, alcohol is the third biggest industry. Big pharma, military, alcohol. Makes sense. Drugs. Uh, it's a spirit for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're a fun bunch, aren't we? <laughs> we're certainly not a glum lot. No, we're not. There you go, there's a big, big reference for the date. <laughs> Where's Amy when we need her? She's in Dennis, I think Dennis was quite impressed by how quick I was with that one. Yeah. Jesus, thank you for filling in, Greg, for Amy today. Uh, now, she's in Iceland on vacation all week. Oh. Cool. It's supposedly gorgeous there. We'll, we'll hear all about it, I'm sure, when she gets Oh, back. yeah. She's going to get a new tattoo there, I'm pretty sure. A what? She, when she travels, she gets a new tattoo, Amy. I'm looking forward to hear a story about that. Yeah, she gets another one everywhere she goes. Should we take bets on what it's going to be? I reckon a big volcano on the back, on the back. Just I don't think a she has room. Just erupting. I don't think she has room for that. All right, guys, anything else before we close? Are we all good? Let's try not to think as much today. Maybe not look for as much knowledge, spend a little more time just sitting just being open and available maybe instead. See if that doesn't work for us. And let's see. Let's talk about it next week. So thanks, everybody. Y'all have a great week, and we'll see you next week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use, and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.